and welcome to the village table. I'm Donna. We've got Janae at the table today. Yeah. Hello and Merry Christmas. Oh, wow. Merry Christmas, but no David at the table today. Nope. We decided that he couldn't come, actually, no. He had a lot of stuff to do with the school with... Um, they're going caroling this afternoon, and so super exciting. But we have a special guest. Yes, we do. Now, I'm going to give all your credentials before I introduce you. No, I'm not. Uh, this is Karen Franson. Karen has three children, nine grandchildren. She's been married 46 years and taught for 40. Wow. We just bow in your presence, Karen. Wow. <laughs> How, um, that's a lot. Yeah? Yes, it is. <laughs> what, what's your favorite part of being a grandparent? Oh, I think just spending quality time with them. I mean, you don't have to be the, yeah, sometimes a disciplinarian, but the quality time, I mean, you get the best of them, and they're just, they're always good for you versus their parents where they can, you know, kind of break down when they need to, but it just seems like when we have them, they're, they're kind of on their best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and d like your kids are coming, I heard. You're going to have 17 in your house for Christmas. Yes, yes. Wow, and how many bathrooms? <laughs> Three. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's good better news. than one. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Very true. I hope you guys have a great time, and I'm sure you will. Yeah. But today at the table, we're talking a little bit about um, Christmas break. How do we make the most of it? How do we not walk away from Christmas break with PTSD because the kids are home for a few weeks and you know that's a lot to manage right yeah so Karen how did you do how did you do Christmas break at your house you know it depended on the ages of the kids I think you know when they're teenagers school is pretty intense for them before Christmas especially if it's the end of the semester and testing and I think you just need to allow them as parents to chill and relax. And I, you know, I think remembering back is it was a time that they looked forward to spending some time with friends because when school's going on and all the activities everybody's involved in, they don't just have time to chill with their friends and enjoy some relaxing time with their friends and do some fun things or sleepovers. Yeah, I think you need to allow them to do that as well. Don't schedule your Christmas break with them, you know, minute by minute and filling it with things that maybe they don't even care about. <laughs> yeah, that, that's interesting you say that. Do you think that's for younger and older? Like we're, you talked a little bit about the high school age or middle school. Maybe. Right. Is that true also for elementary and preschool that they need a break? I don't think as much. I think um, as much as you want to kind of let the teenagers chill out and everything. I think the younger ones, you know, they're creatures of habit, and they like routine. <laughs> so to some semblance, you still need to have some routine with them. Otherwise, they just kind of lose it, I think. Um, but they do like being active, I think, more than the older kids. I think, you know, planning activities and, you know, doing some active things, you know, whether it's swimming or, you know, indoor swimming pool or whatever. But you know, be active with them. Don't just stay in the house and <laughs> chill in the house and do nothing. <laughs> right, which is a challenge as a working mom, too. You were a working mom. Mm -hmm. um, so 
there's part of you that wants to stay in the house and chill, right, right. but you've got some active littles. How do you, do you yeah. balance that? I think you got to know your kids, first of all. I mean, I think everyone is so different. You know, some enjoy that relaxing time and just being around mom, and I think others just need some activities planned and need a little more structured. I think it just, you have to know your kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, too, that structure um, of kind of keeping your normal plan, like when they normally wake up, when you normally eat breakfast, if they normally go to school and they're home with you, like that's when you plan some of those fun things where it's a go out to the museum. They might have some special things there. Maybe you do cookie decorating. Maybe you find a gingerbread house or you go see Santa, but like kind of have some things set up that go in with your time, but then make sure you take those naps as well because, and even having the quiet time, like after lunch, like plan that time in. I think they're not going to want to take it, especially with the hype of Christmas, but they need that time, even if they're not sleeping, to just be by themselves, quiet in their room, doing whatever they can think of. That boredom time, I think, helps them to calm and get into a better place so that they are not as crazy in the afternoon. And I know sometimes the kids don't nap at home, but I think just that quiet time where it's like, hey, you need to stay in your room and stay quiet um, for at least a half an hour is going to help them calm down, but it's also going to give you that time and that break that you need during yes. the break as well. Benefit to both of you. <laughs> With electronics or non-electronics? You know, because I think we've put video games and cell phones into the hands of littles, iPads, you know. Yeah. Um, so how do you manage that? Like, how do we help our kids to be present and have downtime and to have that activity time? Well, I think... You know, the advantage of having these electronics today and having a lot of parental controls on it is super beneficial. And as much as the kids don't like that, it kind of takes the bad guy off of the parents because you can set those time limits on all the devices as far as, you know, oh, well, 30 minutes are up. That's, it shut down. <laughs> and I think, you know, with the different apps and things that you can get on the devices, Parents can control that, and I think that's super, super important that parents have an active role in that. It's not just free reign that they can listen to or watch whatever they want on it and have unlimited time because it's break time. It's like, no, I think you need to still have those boundaries even during break time and encourage the face-to-face relationships. I think, you know, that's something that's missing sometimes as kids spend a lot of time on electronics is the face-to-face relationships and nothing can replace that (laughs) yeah I I like um I like how you're saying that though too because it also gives them choices how you use that half hour or hour or whatever you know that's that's up to you um but you still have limits and that's teaching them that responsibility right right and I think too you know there's Settings I've heard that you can put on devices that actually keep track of the time that you spend on devices, which um, one of my grandchildren was totally shocked that that's how much time they were spending (laughs) on a device and was, you know, unhappy with herself that she was spending that much time on it. So I think it's kind of an eye-opener 
mm-hmm. for kids to know how much of their day is consumed with that. Yeah, we did that in high school, uh, student ministry, where we um, really tracked it for a month. And the goal was to keep getting it lower and lower, but we all, adults and students, had to really work at that. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's crazy how much time it absorbs. We're not going to camp on, on social media or on electronics today, but Karen, kind of take us through what you think are some really important do's, and then we'll hit the don'ts of making the most of your Christmas break. Now, you said when you began, when you came in today to do the podcast, you spoke a little bit with your daughter about this. Yes. Um, I think the do's is spending time together as a family, which I think during school you don't always have time to do that, or during your work day you don't have time to do that. So spending time with them and I always say create memories. I mean, traditions, you know, like every Christmas we do this or, you know, something that the kids can look back on when they get older and say, yeah, our family always did this every Christmas, you know, and it's a, you know, memories to think about. So I think that's a real important part. I think that's fun too. And I think getting creative with doing your family's not even what you had it from a child, but like doing something new and different with your family that's special and unique to you guys because it makes it your family tradition and um, kind of brings you together. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like it too because I think with the economy being the way it is, money's really tight. And I'm hearing more and more people talk about rather than buying these elaborate gifts, we're really going to be intentional of doing uh, a uh, creative memory and you know, we're going to really make those memories that can last. I think that's really huge. Yeah. And even if that involves travel, I mean, a lot of families, I know our family traveled every Christmas to grandparents out of state. And, you know, that's part of making memories. That's part of making traditions. I don't think it's always a bad thing that you leave home. Um, I mean, it's nice to have your own traditions at home, but that can also become part of your memories and traditions of Christmas as a family. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and I think a lot of times travel can feel really intimidating with kids. Um, But a few ideas, maybe whether it's plane or car travel, is to pack a few surprises into your bag, things they've never seen or things that have been in the back of the closet that they haven't seen in a long time. And, you know, if you're on a three-hour flight, like every hour bring out something new that they can kind of do. Um, even in a car trip, you know, haven't I've heard go to the dollar store, they have those little pencil box bag things. You can just fill it with a few different things from the dollar store, nothing really expensive. But like once they, you know, after another hour, give them something new and it might help that travel time to not be as intimidating with your young kids. Yeah, and older students too, engaging yeah. in conversation. The same thing, we're only gonna be on our stuff, you know, our electronics for X amount of time, or maybe no electronics. Yeah. And and there's conversation, and there's those old car games, right, and right. stuff like that. What else um, did you guys talk about that are really important dues? Um, I think part of it is, you know, when you plan activities with your children, no matter what age, if they don't, if the things don't work out that you've planned with your kids. Um, Plan them loosely so that if something comes up, you're not bummed as a parent that you've put all this work into it. Um, you know, some of your kids may love it, some of them may not at all. But um, you know, 
don't be discouraged as a parent if certain things don't work out. I'm just, you know, and I think talk to your kids. I mean, most children, not even the younger ones, you can talk about what they would like to see their break look like too. You know, do they want to be busy every minute of the day? Do they want to just chill out? Do they want to have sleepovers with friends? But to get their input into it so that you don't go at it from a point where that's not at all what they're looking for and then your interests clash. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of a flop. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Good. All right, so that's the do. What, do you, what should we not do during Christmas break? I mean... If we want it to be, you know, engaging and positive, give them some rest, um, create these memories, but try to stay away from this. What would your go-tos be? Well, we kind of touched on it. I mean, the social media part or, you know, electronics, you know, definitely keep that balanced. All the movies or TV, I think mm -hmm. sometimes that tends to be the babysitter <laughs> that is easiest um, but I notice a lot of kids, even when we do do movies at school, you know, they're there for 10 minutes and they're done by the end of 10 minutes. So <laughs> even if you do put them in front of that TV, I don't think it's going to be as successful as you want it to be. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, talking with the kids, I mean, get, get their buy-in. I mean, you might start the day, okay, this is what we're going to do today, blah, 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 and just tick off all the activities you have planned. And that may not be at all where they're at. And the whole thing might be a a flop. <laughs> so get their input into it of what they'd like the day to look like with you. And then there's that buy-in. If they've had input into it, they have a buy-in of this is something they're going to enjoy. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divert for just a second. So you're really kind of creating this time with your kids so that all those things happen. How do you do that and take care of your spouse and some of the time that they may need too? How do, you, how do you balance everyone? Because they may not be able to take the whole time off. They might be in and out a little bit. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the little ones, that's kind of an easy one to, you know, I mean, you were talking, Janae, about quiet time. And I know all our grandkids do that no matter what age they are. And it is. It's that downtime for parents to kind of chill and regroup and get a few things done maybe that they need to get done too. But yeah, it, it is a lot of pressure. I know my adult children say, you know, it's, a, it's hard to be an a parent at Christmas time. Mm. It's, it's, there's a lot to do, a lot to plan and, you know, gift buying and it gets pretty crazy. And uh, yeah, so I think you need to plan that time when they're down, they have downtime, but you do too as a parent. And if, yeah, if you're working through the break and somebody else is in charge of your kids, that makes it super challenging. I, I myself have never had that being a teacher. I always had off. So I guess I, I'm not a good expert on that, what to do if you're working during that time. Mm -hmm. yeah. But with your spouse working and, yeah. and maybe you've got the time to stay home, it's just carving out that intentional time for them oh, yeah. also. Because yeah. it is a stressful time of the year. And yeah. You want to make sure you're touching base and pouring into each other also. Right. Yeah. I heard, so one of my friends, her sister had like three or four kids. And she would have times where she'd say, this is adult time now. Like, you guys need to go play and, and not bother us unless, you know, there's blood, a broken arm or something else. But um, 
I wonder if that too is something that you can establish. Like it might be hard if you haven't had those boundaries before, but saying this is mom and dad time, you need to go find something else to do. And we're going to do it for this set amount of time. Um, But that kind of helps them to see that as adults, you guys need time to build and work on relationships and what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. If you can do a date night, of course, yeah. daycare sometimes is an issue. But um, yeah, if at all possible, do that date night. I mean, we, being married 46 years, we still do a date night every week. Yeah. <laughs> and that's been very important to us. Wow, that's fantastic. And I think if you're a single parent navigating it, I like what you said at the beginning. Um, maybe there's um, somebody that you can invite over and have you know a special sleepover with the kids or Maybe you could timeshare it with another family of, mm-hmm. hey, I'll do this night, you do that night, so that you are getting a, a break, yeah. so to speak, but they're also engaging with other people during right. the break, and um, that socialization is super important. Yeah. Take advantage of grandparents if you can. <laughs> that gives parents a break, yeah. and grandparents love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very good. Very good. Anything else? Um, Karen, as you as you look at this thing that you would just really highlight, hey, do don't do during that Christmas break, just so everybody gets a true break. I think I would just kind of summarize it with, you know, you're the expert on your children. You should be anyway if you spend time with them and just talk with them. Um, everybody's different, and don't feel the pressure. Well, so and so's family, they're going here and they're going there and they're going to Disney World and, you know, they're doing all these fabulous things. And I think that's a lot of pressure on families to keep up with others of what they're doing over break. And you know your family, you know your financial situation and work within those parameters and again talk talk about it with your kids and don't let other people tell you you're doing the wrong thing because you're not going on all these fabulous outings. (laughs) Yeah, I love that because we can really get caught up in the Instagram comparing or the TikTok comparison. And um, the truth is, I love how you worded that. You know your family, you know your kids, you know your spouse better than anybody. So so just breathe, relax, and and love them right where they're at. Love yourself, take some time. And, and really embrace opportunities that you have, right. not the comparison, because that, that can get exhausting. That's stressful. Yeah, and yeah. I like how you said know your financial situation, too. Um, live within those means during the season. Mm-hmm. Um, that's super important, because you only hit January, and all those <laughs> bills start rolling in, and yeah. then it's a year of overextended. Right. That right. You're trying to pay everything off. Right. Yeah. No, I think it's really smart because a lot of times we feel like we're being left out. I don't know, that FOMO <laughs> where it's like, I'm, I'm just missing out on what it is. And I think the more we start searching for what we're missing out on, the more we miss out on what we actually enjoy. Yeah. So Living the moment. <laughs> yeah. I think even for me with no kids, like I have to remember that too. Like, hey, I have to live and, and be right where I'm at and be present and and reading the people who I'm with in my life because if we're not having fun together, whoever it is, family, friends, whatever, like, then that moment is being wasted. Yeah, and isn't that the greatest gift that we can Mm -hmm. give this Christmas? 
be present. Right. Let's spend some time worshiping Jesus. Let's get back to what Christmas really is about. And let's just really embrace our family and love them right where they're at. Absolutely. Wow. Great conversation. We love having you at the table, Karen. Well, thank you for letting me be here. Yeah, yeah. Lots so, of wisdom that I didn't even think would come out tonight. It was really good, really good. So, um, Karen, a little do you know, we're going to have you back at the table because that was that was a good, this was good. So uh, for Donna Patton and Janae and for uh, David, um, we want to thank you today for being at the Village Table. Um, we look forward to grabbing a chair and having you join us again in the future. Have a great and Merry Christmas.